Next, the golden days of radio. Hi, this is Frank Brzee inviting you to join me for the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past, headlining some of the world's most famous personalities. On this program, we are saluting one of the greatest stars of all time, Miss Mae West. Well, it certainly is true. One of the most famous stars of all time is Mae West, and certainly a legend in her own time. During the 20s and 30s, she made motion pictures and starred in stage shows which were banned almost everywhere. During her picture career, Miss West wrote and delivered lines which are just as timely and biting today as they were 35 years ago. Here's some excerpts and lines from some of Mae West's most memorable films. When I'm good, I'm very good. But when I'm bad, I'm better. Goodness, what beautiful diamond. Goodness had nothing to do with it, dearie. Well, it's not the men of your life that counts, it's the life in your men. Well, it's better to be looked over than overlooked. Oh, yes, my motto is keep a diary and someday it'll keep you. man in the house is worth two on the street. Let me tell you something. Don't ever let a man put anything over on you outside of an umbrella. Listen, when women go wrong, men go right after them. You know, a little hush money can do a lot of talking. Yes, it don't mean a thing if you don't pull a string. You know, it was a toss-up whether I go in for diamonds or sing in the choir. The choir lost. Yeah, for a long time I was ashamed of the way I lived. You mean to say you reformed? No, I got over being ashamed. I don't know what you see in that inexperienced young blade. Experience isn't always necessary. Oh, some guy done a wrong, the story's so old it should have been set the music long ago. Well, I'm caught between two evils. I generally like to take the one I never tried. You just tell me about my future. You see, I know all about my past. And don't forget, come up and see me sometime. You know, I like to get around and travel, and believe me, I've been places and seen things. Mm-hmm. I've been things and seen places. That sort of evens us up, huh? <laughs> Vodka. Vodka? What's that, the name of a horse or a drink? That, madame, is a famous Russian drink. You think of vodka, you think of Russia, and when you drink it, you think of everything. I don't need vodka for that. (laughs) 
Where have I seen your lovely face before? Same place you see it now. <laughs> <laughs> Everything suits you? Mm, especially that good-looking boss. Well, you mean Carrington, the Englishman. Oh, that what he is? Kind of thought that body looked imported. This curved portion is the main body, and this is the undeveloped territory. Mm, we'll have to do something about that. Have you got the money? $200 and the Brooklyn Bridge is mine. 200 Why, I told you three. What are you trying to do, swindle me? But please, lady, I'm an honest man. Well, that's what I took you for. Every man in town was at my feet. At your feet? I'd rather have them around my neck. Won't you tell us where you're stopping during your visit here? Stopping at nothing. <laughs> I see a man in your life. What, only one? Speaking of relatives, Mrs. Colton, have your ancestors ever been traced? Well, yes, but they were too smart, they couldn't catch them. It'll be a swell trip. We can take the boat up to Hudson. No, I'll take the train. Water and me don't agree. I bring you a gift. Diamonds. I know you love them so. Ain't it grand? See, they make your eyes sparkle. And your teeth gleam like pearls. Oh, you are beautiful. I love you so. The men of my country go wild about women with yellow hair. I'm glad you told me, because I want to keep straight on my geography. I love you. You were made for love, and for love only should you care. And now, surely, you have enough diamonds. Oh. Diamonds is my career. Uh, buenas noches. Same to you. Hasta mañana. I didn't know you spoke Spanish. Don't think I worked in Tijuana for nothing. I make love, do I make love? What are you asking me or telling me? Why, he'd be the kind of woman I'd have to marry to get rid of. I changed my mind. Yeah, does it work any better? Hmm, just a mouse studying to be a rat. The guy's no good. He never was any good, never will be any good. He was born that way. His mother should have thrown him away and kept the stork. Listen, my fan. You're all right to play around with, but as a husband, you'd get in my hair. Besides, we're intellectual opposites. What do you mean? Well, I'm intellectual and you're opposite. Mr. Brooks, she'll been good to you. Wasn't you just a little bit nervous when he gave you all those presents? Oh, no. I was calm and collected. Hey, what's the rush? Where's the fire? In your eyes, big boy, in your eyes. All right, I suppose I'll have to stay and look after the cattle and the men for you. Just the cattle. I'll take care of the men. 
I'm the best man. Oh, you're the best man, huh? <laughs> That's what you think. I said, Crooked uses a cockscrew for a ruler. So if anybody tries to make any trouble for you, you can count on me to protect you. Oh, funny. Every man I meet wants to protect me. I can't figure out what's wrong. In 1938, Mae West appeared as guest on the Edgar Bergen Charlie McCarthy program on NBC in a sketch revolving around Adam and Eve. Don Amici played Adam, and Mae West was Eve. On paper, all of the lines looked innocent, but given the Mae West treatment, the dialogue was far from innocent. After the program, the NBC censors were up in arms, and it was Miss West's last live radio appearance for 32 years. Here, recorded for all time, is that memorable Adam and Eve sketch with Don Amici and Mae West. Well, of course, we find Adam and Eve in the famous Garden of Eden, and this light-hearted travesty about what might have taken place in those days when the world was young was written for us by Arch Oveler, one of radio's better-known writers. Under a spreading fig tree rests one Mr. Adam, sprawled out lazily in the hot sun. Eve, obviously, is bored beyond endurance as they play a game of cards with a deck of fig leaves. Listen, tall, tan, and tired. It's time I told you a thing or two. Ever since creation, I've done nothing but playing double solitaire. It's disgusting. It's got me down. Well, we've got a nice place here. That's the trouble. It's too nice. Well, I'm not complaining. Mm, but I want something to happen, a little excitement, a little adventure. A girl's got to have a little fun once in a while. There's no future under a fig tree. Oh. <laughs> now, come on, woman. Be like me. Why don't you relax and just take it easy? Because hmm? mm, I'm a lady of big ideas. Yeah, what kind of ideas? Oh. Hmm. You, you have no idea. <laughs> Listen, Adam, I've got to get a chance to expand my personality. Well, go on, expand. <laughs> I will, out there. Out there? You, you mean outside the gates of the Garden of Eden? Now you're talking. Oh, but, but who, who knows what's out there? Mm, I'd find out. Oh, no, no, we, we can't go. We, we've still got a lease on this place. You mean... <laughs> <laughs> you mean to tell me a lease is the thing that's holding me back from developing my personality? Well, a lease is a lease. Anyway, we've got a nice place here. Temperature perfect, sun always shining, nothing but a heavy dew once in a while. Mm. <laughs> what are you, the Chamber of Commerce? Oh, go away and let me sleep, will you? L listen, Adam. I tell you, you got to get me out of this place. you got to break the lease. Yeah, but what for? This is Eden. Everything is peaceful and quiet and safe. That's the trouble. It's too safe. I tell you, it's disgusting. Well, what are you talking about? Adam, you don't know a thing about women. Oh, you apparently forget you were originally one of my own ribs. Yeah. A rib once, and now I'm beeping. <laughs> Me? I know everything about women. That's covering a lot of territory. <laughs> Listen, long, lazy, and lukewarm. <laughs> You think I want to stay in this place all my life? I do, and I tell you, you're one of my ribs. Yeah, but one of your floating ribs. <laughs> a couple of months of peace and security, and a woman's born all the way down to the bottom of a marriage certificate. Well, then what do you want, trouble? Trouble. Listen, if trouble means something that makes you catch your breath, 
If trouble means something that makes your blood run through your veins like salsa water. Mmm, Adam, my man, give me trouble. Oh, Eve, you, you, you don't want trouble. Uh, now, tell me the low-down truth. Ain't there any way you can break our lease? Well, yes, there is. But I won't tell you. No? No, this is paradise. Free light, free heat, free meals. What else could a man want? Answer me that. Oh, I got a couple of good ideas if you'll tell me how to break the lease. No, I won't do it. Oh, Adam. What? Come on over here. What for, to hold hands? Oh, <laughs> that old game? <laughs> Can't you think of something new? You know, you know nothing about nothing. Oh, yes, I do. I know more than you do, woman. Oh, what, for instance? I know all about the tree. What tree, man? What tree? That apple tree in the middle of the garden. The lease says that if we eat any of its fruit, we get thrown out of here. Oh, now, is that a fact? Sure, that's why there's a fence around it. I tell you, one bite of those apples and we get a dispossess. Hmm, how fascinating. Adam, you can hold my hand now. No. No, I, I got a better idea. Oh, yeah? I'm listening. I'm waiting. Where? What are you going to do now? I think I'll go fishing. Oh. <laughs> how disgusting. Now, wait a minute. You can't talk to me that way. Do you realize I'm man number one? Yeah, but I am number one man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you around supper time. I'll be back. Oh, so that's the trouble. So it's a tree over there. Hmm. Hello, tree. How would you like to do a little lease breaking for a woman with ideas, hmm? Not room enough to squeeze through those slats for a woman of my personality. Now, if I only knew someone skinny enough. Salutation, oh, Mrs. Oh, if it isn't Mr. Snake. Hello, long, dark, and swinky. Mm. Mrs. Eve, why are you standing by that tree? Stop wiggling and I'll tell you. <laughs> Listen, I know you don't approve, but I've got a little proposition to make. I certainly refuse to listen. What is it? Do you think uh, with the proper provocation you could squeeze through that fence around the tree? That's the forbidden tree. Oh, don't be technical. Answer me this, my palpitating python. Would you like to have this whole paradise to yourself? Certainly. Okay. Then pick me a handful of fruit. Adam and I will eat it. And the Garden of Eden is all yours. What do you say? Sounds all right. But it's forbidden fruit. Listen. What are you, my friend in the grass or a snake in the grass? <laughs> but forbidden fruit. Are you a snake or are you a mouse? I'll... I'll do it. Mm. Now you're talking. Here. Right in between those pickets. I'm, I'm stuck. I'll shake your hips. There, there, now you're through. I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, but you're doing all right. Now get me a big one. I feel like doing a big apple. <laughs> Here you are, Mrs. Eve. Hmm. Ah, I see. Nice going, swivel hips. Wait a minute. It won't work. Adam will never eat that forbidden apple. Oh, yes, he will. When I'm through with it. Nonsense. He won't. He will. If I feed it to him like women are going to feed men for the rest of time. What's that? Applesauce. Eve. Where are you, Eve? 
Mm, waiting, my love. Just waiting. Oh. Hello, Eve. What have you been doing? Me? Oh, I've just been making a little history. Huh? <laughs> the first woman to make a monkey out of a snake. Say, how about supper? And don't tell me we got fig stew again. Oh, no. Something new. So help me. Something new. Here, have a bite of this. Well, what is it? A new kind of sauce. It's good for you. Uh, are you sure? Mm, just to prove it's pure, 100% proof, I'll have a demi-tasse of it myself. All right, I'll... Oh, well... No, no, wait. Before you eat, answer me this. Are you going to take me out of this dismal dump and give me a chance to develop my personality? Oh, Weave, are you going to start that over again? Mm, no, I'm going to end it. Eat your sauce, big boy, and hold your hat if you got one. Oh, say, say, this is darn good sauce. Where, where, where did you find it? Oh, oh, my head. Where? Oh, what happened to me? We've been dispossessed. Yeah, but, but why? Forbidden apple sauce. Oh, Eve, what have you done? I've just made a little more history, that's all. I'm the first woman to have her own way, and a snake will take the rap for it. But, Eve, we've lost the Garden of Eden. We're... We're... We're just... Eve. It's... It's as if I see you for the first time. You're beautiful. Mm, and you fascinate me. Your eyes... Oh, tell me more. Your, your lips. Come closer. I want to hold you closer. I want to... You want to what? Eve, what? What, what, what was that? That was the original kiss. Christmas 1970, I was at Mae West's apartment in Hollywood to record a special interview for the popular AFN network program, Weekend World. It was one of my greatest thrills, and here's how it went. Our guest is a legend in her own lifetime, the empress of sex and wit, Miss Mae West. You know, movies have changed since Mae West first brought her wit and wiles to them in the 30s, but miracle of miracles, she hasn't changed a bit in appearance in any way shape <laughs> or form you know probably the most famous line in movie history is her come up and see me sometime and that's exactly what we've done we're in may west's glamorous apartment in hollywood and may i say it's a pleasure to be here mm, glad you made it <laughs> may this apartment's really fantastic could you give uh, our weekend world listeners a brief description i'd love to the decor is white and gold uh, Louis the Fourteenth furniture, and uh, my boudoir is all Louis the Fourteenth. Even Louis would like to live here himself. <laughs> you know, and I notice you've got some beautiful mirrors. Yes, I like to see how I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, your fans may must number into the millions. In fact, in colleges and universities like UCLA, they have May West film festivals that play to standing room only. Yes, it's wonderful. They still swing. Yeah, and now there's a new film that they can add, Myra Breckenridge. Can you tell us a little bit about the role you play in the film? <clears throat> well, the characterization that I play is an agent 
for men only. A Mae West movie wouldn't be complete without songs and music. Do you do any songs in Myra Breckenridge? Yes, I have two songs. In all your past films, you've done the writing, all the dialogue. Now, since Myra Breckenridge comes from a famous novel, have you rewritten your part or done your own dialogue for it? Uh, yes, I'm sure you won't be disappointed. <laughs> Over recent years, we've seen some changes in the treatment of sex and nudity in film. What do you think of sex and nudity that we see in motion pictures today? Well, I believe uh, nudity comes under the heading of uh, art. And in the pictures today, they have lots of nudity. Yeah, if they keep it up, it's going to become monotonous. <laughs> Your pictures of the 30s were considered scandalous then, and you helped to bring on censorship. Do you think that there, there should be censorship for adult entertainment? Yes, intelligent uh, censorship. One has to draw the line somewhere. May, do you think that the, this frankness in sexual matters has maybe gone too far? Well, it's about to go too far. They're taking away the glamour. You're right. Here's a question that I wanted to ask you for a long time. How would you, May West, describe sex? Mm. I don't think I should. <laughs> Let me put it this way, then. Uh, what's your definition of sex? Well, uh, sex is an emotion in motion. <laughs> As we mentioned earlier, Miss West, the revival of your pictures in college film festivals has brought you a large following of fans uh, among young people. Is it true what I heard that some of your teenage fans are sending you gifts, even diamonds? Yes, I did receive a diamond necklace from a young man, about 18. I also met his mother, lovely people, uh -huh. and I received a few other diamonds from other young men. That's what I'll send you for Christmas. <laughs> Do you think the, the male of the species is, is losing his sex appeal now? Uh, not the men I know. <laughs> How about the female of the species? Oh, they're, they're in good shape. Any woman has sex appeal for some man. May, how about some advice on how guys can get a gal? Well, sure. Don't worry, boys. The gals will get you. <laughs> <laughs> Miss West, during the less broad-minded days of the 20s and 30s, when you were a stage star, you were arrested and jailed several times. And so you have some court experience. What do you think of the jury system? Fine, for most cases. But for uh, some cases, I prefer the judge alone. <laughs> and I prefer Mae West. Thank you for joining me today on Weekend World, and I want to say that you've broken another record because next Thursday evening on Christmas Eve, on the two-hour special, you are the special guest star, and I know it's the first time in 32 years you've appeared on a radio program in front of a live audience since you were on with Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy. Thank you very much, Miss West. It's been a pleasure to have answered the most beckoning of calls to come up and see you. Well, come up again sometime, any time, and I'll tell you fortune. That wraps up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next week for more shows and personalities from Radio's Golden Days. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service.